Hello, and welcome to the 27th episode of Till Death Do Us Part. I am Daniel. And I am Melissa. (laughs) How's it going, Daniel? Good. I'm stoked to do this. Are you? Why are you stoked to do this today? I don't know. Number 27. Number 27. That's huge. Yeah. I Well, yeah. Feels huge to us. It is. For sure. Okay, so let's start out with a shout out to one of our 11 listeners. Yes, And we are running out of these, by the way, people. So if you are really enjoying our show, please go rate and review us, and we will read out your review. So that we don't have to start over and re-shout out the same people over and over. Right. They might not mind that. That's true. Okay, so this one is titled Love It, and it is from... Brittany. Hi, Brittany. So Brittany says, I stumbled on this podcast by accident, and I'm glad I did. I enjoy the way they can be funny without being disrespectful. And Melissa does a good job of telling the story and giving enough information to make it make sense. I feel like they could be friends with my husband and I. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my gosh, Brittany. Come on, let's be friends. There you go. We'll try... uh... We'll try not to be disrespectful. That could change. Wait, disrespectful to she and her husband or just disrespectful in general? I don't know. (laughs) No, we need more couples friends, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really likes us in person. No, (laughs) that's not true. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Yes, thank you, Brittany. We very, very much appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Daniel, you got some factoids. You ever have phrases that you cannot stand hearing, but we all say them? Yes. And we're all guilty of it, especially me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, you ever heard the phrase, money can't buy happiness? I hear it, but I don't really understand that. Yeah, that's a freaking lie. It is. Of money... course it can make you happy. If you're, oh. if you're broke or you're about to lose something, and right. then you, let's say you work really hard and earn some money... That could make you not miserable. That could make you happy. Yeah. Yeah, give me more money. It always makes me happier. How about um, I tell it like it is? Oh, gosh. See, you're already, now you're sweating. I am because that's just giving people permission to be rude. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, no, you don't tell it like (laughs) it is. You tell it how you think it is. How about in these trying and uncertain times? Well, that's just dramatic. That means someone's about to sell you something. Oh. That's all I hear on the on the TV and stuff. And they in these trying and uncertain times, you need to buy gold. <laughs> it sounds or like... Or you need to buy emergency food supplies. Yes. Well, it does sound like the beginning of like a movie promo. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. It's just overused, especially going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about... It doesn't matter who started it. Oh, I use that one all the hell, time. Hell yeah, it matters. Oh, I use that one all if the time with our kids. If it was your fault, then you should be blamed. It shouldn't be equally blamed if someone started it. True. And that is a kid thing, you know, like, it doesn't matter who started the fight. You're both in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. Who started it? <laughs> Let's figure out who started it and beat the crap out of that kid. <gasps> Daniel. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not, because that's that's another phrase you probably don't want to hear. I'm what? just kidding. Oh. 
We just, don't beat the crap out of our children, by the way. I wasn't talking about our kids. I was talking about other people's kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. so it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to feel how I want to feel. Oh, boy. Which, you know, I get that. But it's not an excuse to be a jerk. Mm-mm. How about no offense? <laughs> like, you know what happens after the no offense? I get offended. It's about to get offensive. <laughs> yeah. Or how about I could care less? No. Yeah. You obviously could care less. Therefore, it should be said, I couldn't care less because that's oh. you've now reached the limit. Okay. How about stop complaining? There are people who have it worse than you. Oh, boy. I guess I use that with our kids. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, really? You're not going to eat? You know that there's kids somewhere eating sticks for dinner. You did say that two nights ago. You I told did. our daughter that some kids were eating sticks. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it is true. Oh, it's so it's true. It's heartbreaking. Yes, but how do you get through to them to appreciate what they have? I don't know. Unless one of these nights we have sticks for dinner. No. Well, they say my food tastes like sticks. And then we get a knock at the door from CPS. Oh boy. We heard you guys were having sticks and go. You know what? We're having leftovers. Would you like to join us? We're having leftover sticks. (laughs) Um. How about um? Honestly. Honestly. In other words, so normally you're lying. Right. Is the point of that. Or how about at the end of the day? Oh, when you say like, well, at the end of the day. Yeah, but do do you ever say that at the end of the day? Normally it's said in the middle of the day. True. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. These all are just kind of annoying me. Sorry. No, this is great. I didn't realize how much of a reaction I was going to have to these stupid sayings that people say just to be rude. Well, you know what? Hmm. I apologize if I made you feel that way. <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for that, but I apologize if you feel like that. <laughs> That's exactly it. I refuse to take responsibility for my actions. That's one that people hear all the time. Oh. I guess I've said that. Have we all said that? Oh, definitely. All right, good. Hey, everyone out there, raise your hand if you said that. Yeah. Yes. How about, oh, you like this one. Chill out. Ugh. I say oh. that. I say that probably five times a day. Yeah. I honestly do. In other words, your concerns are not valid. Right. I always say, you guys need to chill. That's annoying. How about work hard, play hard? Oh, gosh. Like, no, why don't you sleep? I want to be a coach. You know why? Why? I would say, give 110%, guys. <laughs> no, it's not possible. <laughs> Enough said. <sighs> um, how about if it's meant to be? It's meant to be. No, it it isn't. <laughs> or how about it's kind of similar. Everything happens for a reason. I'm so sick of that one. Um, except when it doesn't mm-hmm. happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. How about phrases that you everyone loves to hear? Oh, yes. All Please, right. let's turn this around. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? This is going to make you excited. Yes, please. In a good way. Ooh. I was thinking about you today. Yes, please. What do you think? Oh, okay. You look great today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. See, isn't this helpful? It is. I'm I'm turning around right now. <laughs> the mood's turning around. <laughs> I love the way you see the world. That's that's awesome. 
you need to use that one more often. You know, I'm reading all these. I'm like, damn it. I should say these to you more often, you especially should. you. I mean, I don't care about anybody else. Mostly right. It's just my own little bubble here. So yeah, you should with me. You would get more satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we spoke, you told me fill in the blank. In other words, I remembered something you said. I listened and I remembered. Right. Yes. How about I followed your advice? Okay, I've never had anybody say that to me, but wouldn't that, that would, be nice? That to would hear? be awesome. And you'd be like, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yes, especially from our children. How about I miss you? Oh. I saw this and it reminded me of you. Oh, hopefully it's something nice, yeah. not like dog poop. Well, I guess. Okay, we're assuming <laughs> this is all associated with something good and positive, mm, right? Thank you for being a good person. Yes. Take a break. I will do the cleaning for you. You've never said that <laughs> in 19 years. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have absolutely said that. Why don't you take a break and, oh, I'm going to do it. Why are you trying to take this away from me? So at that oh, point, I know I've lost. Why are you being so controlling? I said I was going to do it. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Is there any other phrases you would prefer to hear? Not necessarily from me, just in general. Hey, babe, you look like you've lost some weight. <laughs> oh, I didn't even get into like That's body, a good one. body image yeah. phrases. Wow, honey, that Botox is really paying off. <laughs> what I'm are these credit card charges? Yeah. Oh, that was the Botox. All right. Mm-mm. That was different for sure. That was good. It brought me down and then it brought me back up. That's what so- I'm here for. We are golden. All right. All right. Good job, babe. You're welcome. (laughs) Daniel. Yes. Are you ready for my case? Yes. Smother me with it. Okay. All right. This is the case of Race and Brigida Uto. Okay. On March 6th, 2018... The medical staff at Kaiser Permanente in San Diego, California, were waiting for the arrival of a 28-year-old woman named Brigida Uto. Brigida was being transferred by ambulance from her local physician's office. Brigida's mom could barely get her into the car earlier that day to make the appointment at the doctor's office. Brigida would cry out in pain as her mother tried to lift her legs to help her into the vehicle. One look at the once vibrant and healthy young woman, the physician knew that she was in critical condition, and there was nothing he could do for her. As Brigida was being wheeled into the hospital, the medical staff around her were concerned that they might not be able to stabilize Brigida. She was in excruciating pain. Her vision was almost non-existent. Brigida could barely speak, and she could not feel her feet or hands. But the most perplexing of all, Brigida's once long and beautiful brown hair was falling out in clumps. Oh, my gosh. Medical staff got to work. They noticed quite quickly that she didn't have any external signs of trauma. There weren't any bruises, no wounds, and no sign of infection. What Brigida was suffering from was internal. Brigida was able to convey that she had been suffering for months with nausea debilitating fatigue, and excruciating pain. The symptoms would come on suddenly and without warning, leaving her in bed for days at a time, violently sick. 
Brigida could barely take care of herself, let alone be there for her husband and young son. Brigida's body was shutting down, and if medical staff didn't figure out what was causing her symptoms, she would be dead in a matter of days. Oh my gosh, that's not good. No, that's horrible. Poor thing. Brigida McGinville was raised in the rural community of Dulzera, California, 28 miles southeast of the city of San Diego and 10 miles north of the U.S.-Mexican border where her father worked for U.S. Customs. Dulzero has a population of a little over a 1,000 residents. Brigitte grew up in an extremely close and loving home. She had a sister who was two years younger than her. Brigitte grew up in Catholic school. Religion was very important to her and her family. Brigitte excelled in her studies, and friends described her as one of the most gentle, selfless, and loyal souls they had ever met. Brigida had a passion for running, even making the cross-country team in high school. Brigida's senior year of high school, she met a boy named Race Remington Uto. Some sources say they met at her high school prom, but Dateline reported that they met at a car show where Brigida's graduating class was helping with the event. Race was a grade behind Brigida and ran for the cross-country team at his high school. They hit it off immediately. Race brought out more of the fun and adventurous side of Brigida. Race had aspirations to attend the Naval Academy in Annapolis after graduating from high school. And he did. It is not easy to be accepted into the Naval Academy. No. Did you know that? I assume not. You need a score of at least 1285 on the SATs or a 72 on the ACTs. Dang. You need to maintain a GPA of at least a 4.3. That's crazy. How do you how do you get a 4. Point? So you're A++. A++ and then you take, you know, college or Jeez. um what is that? Not college prep. What's above college prep? Honors. That's sure. it. That's good that you're a crazy smart. Right. Student. Be a member of your high school's band, sports team, or another group activity. Volunteer in your hometown. The Naval Academy wants applicants that are good ambassadors for the school and who give back to their local community. Spend your summers doing something that speaks your values, personal growth, leadership qualities, and other quantifiable characteristics. You must also write a stellar essay and get teacher recommendations that speak to your character. Acceptance rate is less than 8%. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? And so you totally it's, got it's in. the best of the best. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. After graduating from high school, Race moved to Maryland to attend the Naval Academy. Brigida and Race continued their relationship. But after a while, Race suffered a hernia that never truly healed and he had to withdraw from the Naval Academy before graduating. Race decided his next best step was to enter the Navy, and Brigida fulfilled her childhood dream of becoming a teacher. Seven years after dating, in 2014, 25-year-old Brigida and 24-year-old Race were married. Soon after, they were pregnant with their son. Brigida believed that her life was moving forward, she had the perfect husband, a beautiful baby boy, and she lived next door to her parents in her hometown. Brigida's life was about to change in the most dramatic and painful way imaginable. Damn. 
That's got to be rough. He went through all that to to basically be cream of the crop, only to have a hernia kind of stop him. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I can't imagine working so hard and then finally hitting your goal and then it just kind of fall out from underneath you. Brigitte's doctor at the San Diego hospital was Dr. LaPointe. Not only was Dr. LaPointe an ER doctor, but he was also board certified in medical toxicology, which is extremely rare in an ER. A medical toxicologist is really a medical detective. Medical toxicology is a field of medicine dedicated to the evaluation and treatment of poison and envenomated patients. This also includes adverse health effects of medications, occupational and environmental toxins, and biological agents. Envenomated means an act or instance of poisoning by venom from a snake or spider. Ouch. I I know. I didn't know what that meant, so I hope I answered that for some of you. That's like people's worst fear. Being bit by a snake? Yeah, it's like a poison poison snake or something or a spider. For sure. Dr. LaPointe immediately began following the clues that would hopefully lead him to what might be killing Brigida. Was this an autoimmune issue? No. Brigida's blood work came back normal. Could this be cancer? No. Brigida's hair wouldn't fall out until after treatment. All Brigida's symptoms were indicating that she must have been exposed to a toxic chemical. But which one and how? Could this be arsenic? Cadmium? Cesium? No, because these heavy metals would not cause hair loss. But there is one that would. Thallium. Thallium is a chemical element. It's atomic number 81 on the periodic table of elements. I knew it. (laughs) It is a gray post-transition metal that is found free in nature. Thallium was discovered in the late 1800s by chemists William Crookes and Claude Augusta Lamy independently, and it's found in sulfuric acid production residue. Thallium is silvery white in appearance. In early 1906, thallium was being used medically as a depilatory agent. Example, if your child has lice, rub it on their scalp, and the lice will fall out along with all of your child's hair. Wow. That seems rather extreme. Yeah. It seems like there's a better way. Yeah. Thallium is also the main ingredient in rat poison for decades. By 1970, thallium was outlawed because of its historic popularity as a murder weapon and notoriety as the poisoner's poison, along with arsenic. Thallium even being used as an assassination weapon against former spies. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There was no quick way for Dr. LaPointe to confirm his suspicions. Hospitals do not have a way to test for thallium toxicity. Samples must be sent to an independent lab and results can take as long as three days. Three days Brigida might not have. It was a race against time. If Dr. LaPointe's suspicions were correct and Brigida was dying from thallium poisoning, he would need the antidote immediately. But getting his hands on the antidote known as Prussian blue was harder than he could have ever ever imagined. In the 1700s, Prussian blue was a dark blue pigment found in painter's paint. 
Prussian blue was used in Van Gogh's Starry Night Over the Road. In 1965, it was discovered that Prussian blue could be used as an antidote for certain kinds of heavy metal poisoning. It speeds up the elimination of certain poisons, but pharmaceutical grade is almost impossible to find. Dr. LaPointe was in contact with pharmacies, the U.S. Navy, local health authorities, and eventually the CDC. Prussian blue was finally located in a storage facility in an unassuming location in Los Angeles. The U.S. government keeps its stockpiled just in case there is a nuclear attack on U.S. soil in the form of a dirty bomb. Since Prussian blue is also used as an antidote for radiation poisoning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Isn't it, though? Yeah, I was blown away. And it's just being stockpiled as much as they can get. Wow. that You would never know. No. Never huh. know. Okay. Brigitte's toxicology report was back, and Dr. LaPointe's suspicions were correct. Brigitte had a thousand times the acceptable level of thallium in her system. That seems high. Very high. Okay. An employee of the hospital drove through the night to retrieve the Prussian blue antidote. Dr. LaPointe started Brigitte on the pills immediately and put her on dialysis to filter Brigitte's blood. It was a painfully slow process, and all anyone could do was wait and see and pray. Brigitte's husband, Race, and their young son were admitted to another area hospital for testing and observation. If Brigitte had been exposed to thallium, then they could have been as well. Dr. LaPointe knew they needed to figure out how Brigitte was exposed to such a high amount of thallium. Enter the FBI and local authorities. So once they catch wind of a medical establishment trying desperately to find Prussian blue, the FBI is like, uh, excuse me, what? I would imagine. That it can't be a common request. It's not common yeah. whatsoever. And I'll go into that okay. soon. In the last few months, Brigida had gone down to Mexico and received holistic medical treatments to relieve her symptoms from her unknown illness. Could she have come into contact with thallium across the border? The school she worked at was an old World War II army base. Could Brigida have accidentally been exposed to traces of old rat poison that had once used thallium as an ingredient? There were many teachers out sick a lot that year. Had Brigida poisoned herself? She had been suffering from depression after the birth of her son. But anyone that knew Brigida told authorities that that was impossible. Brigida would never try to commit suicide. She loved life and would never want to leave her son. A hazmat team even searched the family's home and found zero traces of thallium. After thoroughly investigating all their leads, it was determined that Brigida had not been exposed in Mexico at her workplace, nor would she have tried to hurt herself. So back to square one. Wow. Where do you look from there? Uh, yeah. Thallium poisoning looks like a medical mystery. It presents itself as a slow decline, and the patient slowly and painfully withers away and dies. Dr. LaPointe ordered a CT scan. He needed to see inside. Dr. LaPointe was shocked to see little white flakes all over Brigida's digestive tract. Oh. Thallium was in her gut, which means the poison had been ingested. Brigida was being fed the toxic metal. 
Someone close to her was trying to commit the perfect murder. Brigida had consumed more than enough thallium to kill her. Medical personnel immediately cleared Brigida's room of family and friends. She was not allowed visitors, gifts, or outside food. Damn. But it's not like she was eating or That's true. barely yeah, she- even awake. But <laughs> yeah, no one was allowed to come in except for medical personnel. After a few days, and thanks to the Prussian blue, Brigida woke up. Her beautiful hair was gone. She still couldn't move or see, but she was alive. Most people wouldn't recover from this much thallium in their system, but Brigida wasn't like most people. Brigida's will to survive was incredible. Brigida was told about her diagnosis and that it was believed that someone had plotted to kill her. She couldn't think of anyone in her life that would want her dead. But authorities knew that an intentional poisoning was always personal and that statistically and historically, when a person is poisoned, it's a close friend or family member. Makes sense. Yeah. Brigida's husband, Race, and their young son were released from the hospital with a clean bill of health. Neither of them had been exposed to the toxin. Race was very cooperative throughout the investigation. He was scared and emotional while being questioned by investigators. Race would say all the right things to detectives. Statements like, I wish I could do something to help her. Or, I wish I could change places with Brigida. Wow. But something was off. Medical staff were concerned about his behavior and began documenting interactions with Race. He did not act like a worried husband around them and would ask weird and sometimes inappropriate questions. Brigida wouldn't believe that Race would try to murder her. He cared for her while she was ill, took over the daily task of parenting their young son, and had taken her to the hospital on numerous occasions. And he would make her food, like breakfast sandwiches, when Brigida was sick in bed. Oh, well, that was nice of him. Wasn't it, though? Yeah. While questioning Brigida about race, investigators heard something that made the hair on the back of their neck stand up. Race had a very unusual hobby. He liked collecting rare seeds and plants to make poison. And then there's that. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If that was your hobby, we probably would never have gotten married. (laughs) Do you have any interesting hobbies? Well, you know, um... I like collecting poisonous substances. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all I like to do. That's kind of weird. <laughs> but he's crazy smart, right? He's, he is crazy smart. So mm-hmm. with the hernia thing, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Even smart people have hernia issues. Like, evidently. 16 days into Brigida's hospital stay, detectives had enough evidence for a search warrant of the couple's home. They knocked on the front door and Race answered. He was wearing sunglasses and looked a bit disheveled and was very fidgety. Race did let them know that he had recently erased all their search history on all their electronics. All those electronics were confiscated. (laughs) Why would you tell them that you erased? I don't know. That's like the first thing he told them. Oh, by the way. I erased all the history of my electronics. That's kind of a bizarre thing to just. <laughs> That's like a red flag. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, really? Well, then here, let me let me take all those then for you. Huh. Mm hmm. Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No, that was it. OK. Their house, 
garage, and cars were scoured for evidence. In Race's car, they found a canister of acetone and packets of exotic seeds hidden in the hole of the spare tire. Oh, that's where I always hide stuff. (laughs) Oh. Investigators were also given a black trash bag that Brigida's younger sister had found in a dumpster on the family's property. Brigida's mom had watched Race come out of he and Brigida's home and throw away that black trash bag right before authorities had pulled up. Brigida's sister jumped in that dumpster and retrieved it. Smart girl. Inside, they found receipts for exotic seeds, crude filtering mechanisms, and solutions to purify and refine poisons. They also found evidence that race had tried to grind up castor seeds. Do you know what castor seeds make when ground up? No. Ricin. That's not good, right? No. Have you ever heard of ricin? I think so. It's a highly potent toxin mainly used to kill mice. Oh, okay. It is also very toxic to humans if inhaled, injected, or ingested. Okay, why would he have this in a home with a small toddler running around? I can't, I don't know. Right. It's going to make you even more dumbfounded the uh, the more I continue. Okay, good. Okay, here I go. Ready? Because I, yeah. (laughs) They also found rosary peas. Rosary peas is a flowering plant in the bean family and commonly used in gardens as a perennial climber. The plant is best known for its seeds, which are used in percussion instruments and are extremely toxic. A single seed can be fatal to both adults and children. So once again, these are in the house. They don't make a like a rosary. You know, people say I prayed with my rosary. No, those are rosary beads. These are rosary peas. Gotcha. Yeah. Totally unrelated. Yeah, okay. <laughs> totally. Oh, but isn't that interesting that they're used in um, percussion instruments? Yeah. That was fascinating to huh. me. Huh, okay. I'm learning so much doing this podcast. Me too. <laughs> Seeds were also found from a tree called the pong pong tree, or otherwise known as the suicide tree of India. It's, what? Yeah, its fruit yields a highly potent poison that has been widely used for suicide and murder. It is found growing in salt swamps and marshy areas in India and parts of Southern Asia. Oh my gosh. These are all things that you can order online. Right. And they're shipped to you. Because what would you do with them? But why wouldn't that, why wouldn't red flags start going up everywhere if you're ordering all of these poisonous seeds? Isn't there somebody monitoring? What if you're building percussion instruments? <laughs> but he wasn't. <laughs> but, but they don't. He was that. an electrician in the Navy. He's not building percussion instruments. So I'm going to go with the answer to all this is mm-hmm. that you can get almost anything through the internet. That's scary. It's so scary. Including poisonous seeds. Yes. From India. Mm. On Race's seemingly erased smartphone, detectives found two downloaded books, one called Criminal Poisoning and the other called The Poisoner's Handbook. Um, that is like completely who obvious. Who writes a book called The Poisoner's Handbook? Hey, for all the poisoners out there, <laughs> you're going to want to check out my new handbook. Dang it. That's such a good question. And I should have looked that up. Darn it. That's interesting. Yeah. 
but there were no traces of thallium found in the residence or vehicle. Investigators did not find enough evidence to arrest Race. So she just maybe accidentally ate a whole bunch of his mystery seeds. No, it's it's thallium. What's happening to her is caused from thallium, but they didn't find that in the house. So they didn't have enough evidence to arrest him because you can't be arrested for having poisonous seeds and fruit in your abode. Right. Right, because that's not what they were looking for. Right. They were looking for thallium. And there was no trace of thallium. No, just these other crazy things that could kill you with a toddler running around. Like, was he testing? Was he going to test? Well, I don't want to get ahead of your story. A detective went into Brigida's hospital room and warned her about race and advised her not to return home. Brigida still had a hard time believing that the man she vowed to spend the rest of her life with would try to murder her. The detective then laid out everything that had been found in her home, dumpster, car, and electronic devices. Brigida agreed to let them continue with their investigation. Okay, but clearly he's trying to hide something when he threw stuff away, erased things. So he already is displaying guilty actions. Right, and I honestly have a feeling that she had no idea that he was buying all of these seeds and plants and all this stuff. Because I just assume he was hiding it from her because she was such a good mom and really is such a great wife that I don't think she would have allowed that stuff to be in her house. There's no way. I wouldn't think so. No. So all of this was happening behind her back. Yeah. And I can't see you accepting that I led a seedy life. (laughs) That was good. No? Okay. That was good. All right. You can continue. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to laugh. Investigators kept digging. Guess what they found? Something bad. A girlfriend. What? He had a piece on the side. Ugh. I want to punch him in the face. They found a girlfriend. They found a girlfriend. All right. Race had told the girlfriend that his wife had died. Race had taken he and Brigitte's son on dates with the girlfriend, and the toddler had begun calling this other woman mom. What? Yes. Race also lied about being a Navy SEAL and mentioned to her that his life goal was to work for the FBI in the poisons department. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Are you shocked? A bit. Yeah, I'm (laughs) trying to think of... Okay, well... How he put all this together. Yeah. Well, this isn't even the worst of it. Oh, good. Race had a second girlfriend. Of course he did. Who he had told that he had prayed that his wife would get hit by a bus and for her to die so that he could have sole physical custody of their son. Wait, wait. Okay, so that means he told he actually told this one that he did have a wife he who did. was alive and he hoped that she died. Yes, so she knew she was the and, other woman. And she still found that attractive. Yes. There's lots of men out there, ladies. Okay, lots okay, of men. I, just, I cannot. You don't have to go for the married ones. I cannot wrap my head my hands around that. <laughs> like how <laughs> how desperate are women? I just don't get it. I don't know. You're so much better than that. Here's a guy (laughs) who's, right, collecting poisonous seeds. Right. And his line to her at the bar 
is, oh, yeah, I'm actually married and I have kids and I'm hoping my wife dies mm-hmm. and that I get sole custody. Would you like to go out with me? And she's like, oh, gosh, I want you right now. That sounds amazing. All right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. In March of 2018, investigators asked Race to take a polygraph. He, sure. He happily agreed and then proceeded to fail miserably. Race was told the results and still strapped to the machine he confessed to trying to kill his wife. Okay, I think they should do what? that anyways. I'm not a big believer in polygraphs. And one day I will share with you all the information that I've learned and why I don't really believe in polygraphs, but I digress. But they should do that anyways. They should say, oh, man, you failed miserably. Oh, wow, you did such a horrible job. Because even if somebody passed and you still told them that they failed, then maybe you would get a confession out of them. It's true. If they were one of, you know, a sociopath and could lie very easily and beat the machine, just tell everybody that they failed and then see what happens. That's a good idea, right? Yeah, that's a great idea. I know. Okay. Well. One of these days, I think I told you this, I want to buy a polygraph machine. Yeah. I've seen them for sale on eBay. <laughs> no, you do so bad. Just for fun. And, just for. And when we probably start recording like video with us doing this i want to do an episode where we practice on each other with a polygraph just to see that is so that's scary wouldn't that be funny that would be hilarious and then we ask questions and then try and lie and see if you can pass it oh i like that idea that would be super fun that would be fun but But yes daniel gave it away we will be filming soon some point (laughs) um once we get our shit together i think people can spell (laughs) Like, I'm trying it's to be like clean. spelling this in front a, of our kids. This like, is a clean show. Kids, what in the H-E double <laughs> hockey sticks did you do? And they're oh, like, what? Oh, boy. Okay, people are going to get P-I-S-S-E-D if we don't Just continue with okay, the story. Sorry. Okay. Race had ordered the thallium on three different occasions over the internet. Is that on Amazon? I looked and it's not sold on Amazon. Where the hell do you buy thallium? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. In August of 2017, Race put a small amount in a breakfast sandwich he had made Brigida one morning. I'm starving. And she, a breakfast sandwich sounds amazing right does. now. She fell ill the next day, but it did not kill her. Brigida began to recover. In December of 2017, Race put a larger amount of thallium in another breakfast sandwich he had made, Brigida. But once again, it did not kill her, only made her violently sick. By January of 2018, Race decided to give Brigida a dose five times larger than the dose before in another breakfast sandwich. That dose should have been fatal and kill her within days. But it made Brigida horribly ill and her hair began to fall out. I am, don't think I'm ever eating another breakfast sandwich again. <laughs> um, okay, so first breakfast sandwich makes you horribly ill. Right. Second breakfast sandwich makes you horribly ill. At some point, you have to go, you know what? I want a bowl of cereal. Yeah, please stop bringing Something me a sandwich. other than a breakfast sandwich. Right. If I throw up anything, I can't ever eat it again. So... <laughs> Here's my theory, is that because he was giving her poison, mm-hmm. her body started becoming... Uh, oh, like she was building up an immunity to it. Yes, she started building oh up a resistance to it. Oh my gosh, I didn't even it. think of that. And 
And that's actually a fact that happens. Eventually, you can build up a tolerance. That's the word I was trying to think of. She started building up a tolerance. So actually, by him giving her some to test it, her body immediately went, holy crap, what's inside me? And started building up a tolerance. So then the second time, her body was already there. Yeah. And so on. Whereas had he given her, say, the middle dosage, she probably would have dropped dead. Right. Race was arrested after his confession. Eight months later, 28-year-old Race pled guilty to three counts of attempted premeditated murder. Race's defense team said that he suffered from a back injury he had received at the Naval Academy and has an electronic implant to aid in pain control, and that his extreme pain clouded his judgment. He wasn't in too much pain when he was banging the two girlfriends on the side, just saying. On March 14, 2019, He was sentenced to three consecutive life terms and serving 21 years to life. At his sentencing, the judge said, quote unquote, how selfish, how cruel, because you were having an affair and wanted to get rid of your wife. Okay, again, why not just divorce her? I don't know. Especially in California, you can just get divorced. Yes, just get divorced people. Nothing. You don't have to prove anything. You just go, yeah, I don't want to be around her anymore. And that's it. Right. I don't get it. But okay. I I don't get it. Race Uto will be eligible for parole in October of 2033, which when you do the math, he will only serve 14 years and be out by the age of 42 if he gets paroled the first time around. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Trying to kill your wife. He got three consecutive life terms. Right. But he only has to serve 21 years to life. Well, then what's the point of the consecutive life terms? I don't know. It just okay. sounds fancy. Race was given credit for 403 days served in jail. He was fined $10,364 in order to pay $6,735 in restitution. He is incarcerated at the California Correctional Institution in Tehachapi, California, which is right up the road from us. And I had no idea they had a correctional facility up there. I've been there. Oh. (laughs) Not on the inside, on the outside. Yeah. Daniel's never been arrested. What? Okay, so that really bothers uh... me that he, if he gets parole the first time around, he will only have served 14 years. He will be my age when he gets out. He will be our age when he gets out. And just look at me. I'm in my prime. So he gets out when he's in his prime. (laughs) He didn't even have to spend any money. Yeah, that's true. I don't understand this. This actually really, really bothers me. I can't associate three consecutive life terms and him only serving 14 years. And what's with the 400 days credit? Because he was in jail. Oh, awaiting Awaiting trial and sentencing. So he's credited those 403 days. I would say, oh, I tell you what, we'll knock off one lifetime. And now you only have two lifetimes. Yeah. He deserves to rot in prison. What a horrible piece of crap. Yeah. The pain that he put Brigida through is just unimaginable. Thallium is one of the worst toxic chemicals to be poisoned with. It kills slowly, giving the poisoner control over how quickly the victim dies. But Brigida is a badass. She fought till she couldn't fight anymore, and then she fought again. Brigida did not come out of her ordeal unscathed. She still suffers from stiff, weak legs, some nerve damage, and dizziness. 
not to mention the emotional trauma. At Race's sentencing hearing, Brigida was finally able to address him. She said, I wanted to believe I knew the man I had married three years before and had a relationship with for almost 10 years. I wanted to believe he would never hurt me. I was terrified at the thought he could be the person responsible for trying to kill me. How could you do this to the mother of your son? Why are you the one to decide I'm not a worthy mother to your son? How do you decide the only way out of a marriage is by killing your wife slowly as you watch her struggle for months? I cared for you and loved you. Brigida divorced her dirtbag husband. <laughs> they're, Amen. They're officially divorced. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big fan of people getting divorced, but, uh, you know, after our show, oh right. my gosh. Yeah. Now just get divorced. Get divorced, folks. Yeah, just do it. Just when in doubt. When in doubt, get when divorced. When in doubt, just get divorced. <laughs> I mean, whew, before you start ordering seeds online, folks, guys, right? just get divorced. <laughs> Brigida is now a special ed teacher at the local high school. She now says that her physical limitations have helped her become closer to her students. This is a quote from Brigida. It's given me a different perspective on how to handle that and how to handle some of the frustrations that come from the physical limitations. It's definitely helped me relate to my students a bit better. Wow. Brigida has begun slowly running again. She even went skydiving. Brigida is living her life to the fullest with her son and even has a new love interest. Get it, girl? Nice. I bet. Her new love interest does not have any of those hobbies. I hope not. Oh, you know what? I can probably 100% tell you that that person does not. <laughs> you know what would be really funny to find out? What? He likes snakes. <laughs> like poisonous snakes. <laughs> like he's a snake handler? Yeah. Works at the zoo? <laughs> Works in the reptile department of the San Diego Zoo? She Yeah, she finds out. Yeah. So this was our first case that didn't end in murder. It's Isn't, still horrific. It is horrific. But at least but she survived. She's still here, which is so awesome. She lives to fight another day. Yes. Sort of. So I thought that this was interesting. Brigida remembers being served the final dose of thallium. She was sick in bed and Race brought her a breakfast sandwich. Their son climbed up on the bed with Brigida and asked for a bite. Race became angry and told him no. He then yelled at Brigida to not give him a bite. That must haunt her as a mother, just how close her son came from being poisoned too. Wow. Yeah. Not so scary. what's crazy is that he was had the presence of mind to worry about some harm coming to his son. Mm-hmm. At the same time, absolutely obsessed with having her die a horrific death. Right. All at the same time. Yeah. He just didn't care. He didn't care about her at all. But he cared so much to kill her mm -hmm. that he went about it in the most crazy way. Yeah. As opposed to just doing any one of the other ways that people kill people. And kind of in a very obvious way. Yeah. When you start to realize who he was and what his passions and hobbies were, obviously he was poisoning his wife. Yeah. All right, so I also talked to our friend who's an ER doctor here in Bakersfield. Cool. Yeah. Dr. W said that in 18 years, he's never seen a heavy metal toxicity. They are rare. 
And if he thought they were dealing with a heavy metal toxicity, they would have to send the samples out to another lab for diagnosis. He also asked the hospital pharmacist, and his hospital does not carry Prussian blue, but said that if they needed the antidote, they believed that they could get it quickly. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's good news. Yeah, that's good news. When I was reading this other article, they were making it sound super dramatic, which it is dramatic. But I was thinking, okay, are they just doing that for effect or is this true? So then when I contacted our friend, they don't see it a lot. It's rare. So they don't have the things needed to test for it in the hospitals. And they don't keep Prussian blue just in the back of the pharmacy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess that's a good sign, though, if it doesn't ha- It's rare and he's never seen it. Yeah, it's very rare. Gotcha. Okay. Fun fact. You ready for a fun fact? Gosh, yeah. I looked up the meaning of Brigida's name only because I'd honestly never heard her name before. So Brigida means the high one, exalted one, fire goddess, strength, power, vigor, and virtue. I think Brigida encompasses all of those meanings. She sounds like a superwoman. Yeah. Especially being able to withstand all that. Yeah, she totally was. Or totally is. We don't have to speak of her in past tense. That's true. She is here. She is with us and she is thriving. So, Brigida, if you ever listen to this, you're an awesome chick. And we're so sorry that you had to go through that. But you came out on the other side. And we will do whatever we can to keep that dirtbag husband of yours or ex-husband where he needs to be, which is into Hatchpee in the correctional yeah, facility. And don't, don't worry. When he gets out, we'll be closer to him than you are. Yeah, that's true. That's Dang true. It. That's not good. I know. I still want to punch him in the face. What do you think of my case? That had so much to it. I couldn't. It's almost hard to even imagine. Yeah, that's crazy. And for someone to go through that much stuff mm-hmm. and then just have the balls to go after other women and openly admit that he basically wants to kill or killed his wife. Yeah, I don't know how he thought he was going to get away with it. Well, he didn't say killed, but he said she already died. One, he said that she'd already died. The other one, he was hoping and praying she would get hit by a bus. Yeah, and tell me how that is not a red flag. I know where he said that, but I it's know. just weird. It is. Women. It's weird that women don't immediately call the police and run mm-hmm. away. No, women, you're better than that. If there's a red flag, there's going to be a million red flags. Run away. Don't worry. You're next. <laughs> that sounds awful. That's All right. It. Well, if you are enjoying it, if you are enjoying our little humble podcast, can you please, please go rate and review us? Five stars would be great. And leave a review so that we could shout you out or tag us on Instagram. That's helpful, too. And then subscribe. And then when we come out with a new one, you'll get it. Yes. And I think Tuesdays have been working out very well. Yep. We'll keep trying. We'll keep doing Tuesdays. That works for us. Be careful. For marriage is a life sentence. Bye. Bye. Bye.